I'm Amanda Bauer, and today on Squiz the World, we're visiting Afghanistan, which has been in the news a lot since August in 2021, when a religious group called the Taliban took back control of this country of 38 million people. The Taliban is known for its very strict interpretation of Islamic law and for its support of terrorism. It ruled most of Afghanistan from 1996 until 2001, when soldiers from countries like Australia, the United States and Britain came to Afghanistan to drive the Taliban out. But in 2021, those foreign troops decided to leave and it didn't take long for the Taliban to take control again. The Taliban observe a very unusual form of the religion of Islam, one that many other Muslims all over the world do not agree with. At different times, they've made it against the law or very difficult for girls to go to school or for women to have a job outside of the home. Men aren't allowed to shave their beards. People aren't allowed to have hobbies like flying kites, playing chess, listening to music or watching TV. The music in this podcast, traditional Afghan music, would be a problem. About 23,000 Afghan people have come to Australia to escape the Taliban, and many have said that they're sad that the only thing Aussies know about their country is about the Taliban and war. So let's find out more about this South Central Asian nation. Strap yourselves into the Squiz Kids Superfast Supersonic Jetliner as we take off and take a squiz at Afghanistan. Just the facts. Afghanistan is a landlocked country, meaning it has no coastline. Its neighbours are Iran, Pakistan, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan and Tajikistan, so it's right in the heart of Stan country. Its capital and largest city is Kabul, which is located in the Hindu Kush Mountains, making it one of the highest capitals in the world. Kabul is over 3,500 years old, and it was an important stop on the ancient Silk Road trading route in Asia. It's about halfway between Istanbul in Turkey and Hanoi in Vietnam, and it was known for its gardens and palaces. In fact, Kabul was once called the Paris of Central Asia, and it was a big tourist attraction in the second half of the last century. Ask your grandparents. They may have been there back in their hippie days. Whenever you travel, it's important to learn a few words in that country's language. It's a great way to show respect. So let's... Learn the lingo. In Afghanistan, the official languages are Dari, Persian and Pashto. The way that you say hello is the same in both languages. It's a very typical Muslim greeting, which means peace be upon you. Squiz Kid Sana, who is six, was born in Afghanistan but came to Sydney as a refugee and she's here to teach us how we say it. Take it away, Sana. Salam alaikum. You give it a try. Salam alaikum. People are always really grateful when you just try to speak their language. They may even thank you for it. Let's ask another Squiz Kid, Arween, who was also born in Afghanistan and is also now living in Australia, how we say thank you. Arween is just four, but she speaks so clearly. I think she's a born teacher. Take it away, Arween. 
Tasha Kaur to you too. And now Sana's very clever big brother, Esan, who's 11, speaks both Dari and Pashtu. So he's going to teach us how to say thank you in Pashtu. Manana. Manana to all three of you amazing kids. Now that we can communicate a little bit, it's time for school. In Afghanistan, the school day only lasts about four hours. That might sound good to you, but the reasons why it's such a short day may not. Many students have to work jobs as well as go to school to support their families. Many kids have to also walk over an hour to get to their school and when they get there, they may not have a desk or books or even pens. Some schools aren't even in a permanent building, meaning that school might happen outside or in a tent. Many of the teachers don't have a university degree, so even though they're doing the best they can, they're not experts in teaching. So it's really hard for kids in Afghanistan to learn. And the Taliban make it harder. The last time they were in power, they banned public schools and boys were only allowed to learn in religious schools called madrasas. Girls weren't allowed to go to school at all. Over the years that the Taliban were not in power, girls went to school and university, got jobs. But they were shut out again when the Taliban returned. The Taliban said that girls' schools would stay open when they got back into power, but they broke their promise. Now girls are banned from going to school after grade six and many are afraid to go to school at all. Imagine being banned from school starting from when you're 11 and even being scared about going to primary school. That's one of the many reasons why on a recent list of the happiest countries in the world to live in, Afghanistan sadly came last. The Taliban influences just about everything in Afghan people's lives, even sport. Let's learn more in Sport Time. The first time the Taliban were in power, they banned all sports. This time around, they said they'd allow 400 different sports to be played, but only by men. A lot of Afghan women athletes have fled the country and are now trying to play their sports in other places. Cricket and also soccer are both popular in Afghanistan, but you already know about those sports. What about the Afghan national sport of buskashi? Well, have you ever heard of polo where teams of players mounted on horseback go around hitting a wooden ball with long mallets? So buskashi is a game where instead of a ball, players try to pick up with their bare hands a dead goat or calf and ride with it to place it in a goal-scoring area. Uh, Yes, you heard that correctly. A dead goat. (coughs) Players often carry a whip filled with heavy lead to fend off members from the other team. And games can last for several days. Yikes! I've popped a link to Buskashi in your episode notes, but take note, it really is a video of a dead animal being used as a kind of ball, which might be hard for some of you to see. Actually, I'm starving and I don't want to be put off my food, so I might watch that later. I think that it is... Dinner time. Winters are so cold in Afghanistan that lots of the food is fairly fatty because people need calories to stay warm. 
The national dish is called Kabuli Palau. Kabuli, get it? Kabul. Which is a rice dish mixed with raisins, carrots, nuts, and usually lamb. Although lots of Asian food is spicy, Afghans don't love their food too hot. So instead, they're famous for adding fruit and nuts to their food. Yum. There's a recipe in your episode notes. Give it a try tonight. Time for the quiz. This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question one. What was the name of the trading route that Kabul sat on? Yep, that's right. It was the Silk Road. Question number two. Why is Afghan food quite fatty? You got it. It's because it's so cold. And question number three. How do you say hello in Afghanistan? That's right. Salam alaikum. And peace be upon you all too. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for staying curious about the world and joining me on this incredible trip to Afghanistan. Now get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out. 